welcome in to the Shop Management Show presented by AutoLeak. I'm your host, Will. This podcast will explore the experiences, challenges, and lessons learned of auto repair shop owners. We'll cover every topic imaginable from EVs to ADOS, right to repair, the technician shortage, and so much more. AutoLeap is an all-in-one cloud-based shop management software that allows shop owners to better run their business, increase efficiency, and grow revenue. You can find a link to schedule a free demo with AutoLeap in the show notes of this episode. Please like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Let's continue uh, on that theme of time management. So obviously, it's a more crucial factor for you, even more so than traditional auto repair shops with the extra travel that you have. How do you plan around that travel and organize effectively to keep your business operating at peak capacity with uh, the different repair orders that you're managing? So aside from obviously typing up the invoices and everything and uh, AutoLeap or what invoicing software we were using at the time, um, the biggest factor for it was is always making sure that you're communicating effectively with the customer, ensuring that you make sure you understand where they're actually located. So that way you can actually try to manage how far you're going to have to travel beforehand. So you can just let them know up front how much the travel might potentially be for that job. So you obviously don't try to friggin' call them and, hey, I didn't realize when you sent me the address this morning before this appointment that you guys were actually 45 minutes away. And there's going to be a half an hour charge on there and they turn around and say, oh, I didn't realize that. And I'm sorry, I'm going to want to cancel this appointment or whatever, right? Because some people obviously naturally aren't going to be comfortable with it, right? So I think the biggest trick was just making sure that talking to the customer all up front, making sure that we have all the information that's potentially possible. Um, we usually ask for a license plate number or VIN number. It's funny how people get kind of weird when you ask for a license plate number. I have to always like mildly assure everybody that this is not showing your personal information whatsoever. License plate number lookup for us strictly only shows the VIN number for the vehicle. Because we've definitely had some customers that got rather concerned when you ask them for a VIN or a license plate number. But of course, that's obviously just to verify that we're looking at the right parts, we're looking at the right job, we're quoting you accordingly. And then it comes down to scheduling is typically, originally, I would just kind of schedule on the job and I was like, not really accounting for how many hours the job was supposed to take. And I kept finding myself when I first started, you know, ending up at the end of the day with a vehicle that I wasn't able to get to and was having to reschedule. Um, so really the biggest thing was that was the end of that time management of travel. Once I realized that adding a half an hour to each job made it a lot easier to actually implement proper timing and proper scheduling. Um, if we have bigger jobs, we tend to try to book those earlier in the morning where obviously we don't want to try to tie too our far out into the end of the day. End of the day, I typically try to get like maybe some of the smaller jobs done or more of the diagnosis done because diagnosis, you know, of course, aren't typically going to be a same day repair. Maybe sometimes if it's something super simple, parts readily available or whatever the case may be so that we can get them scheduled accordingly while we're there in person. It's usually a little bit easier for the customer to try to schedule once you know them in person. You tend to notice once you leave, if you haven't gotten them scheduled, then they tend to try to take that information from the diagnosis and go to somebody else or have a friend do it or whatever the case may be. So this obviously all comes back to that transparency factor. You mentioned before uh, in terms of the equipment that and, and parts that you need to purchase and use for different jobs. 
So as a mobile mechanic, how do you ensure that you have everything you need to complete different repair orders with precision and efficiency? As simple as it would try to seem that you would know like what parts you should need or what uh, pieces of equipment or tools you might need for a job. Um, I think a lot of it really boiled down to experience. You know, a lot of technicians, as we do these things, obviously, day in, day out, years on end, we tend to realize what tools we're most likely going to need for an indi individual given job. So, for instance, obviously, we're going to do a wheel bearing. Then, obviously, it's not something I would typically be doing on a daily basis. So, at that point, that's when, like, you pull out of the home toolbox to get, like, your slide hammer, your wheel bearing press kit for on-vehicle applications and such. Um, if you're not sure what potential tools and everything you might need, a lot of the times when I was first starting out, I noticed that if you go into like pro demand and you're not sure about a job, it's supposed to take three and a half hours or Identifix or all data, whoever you're using as your labor guide estimator or your uh, service manual information. If you're not sure, reading through the actual job of the instructions on what necessarily needs to happen is a very clear indicator for me a lot of the times on any special equipment I may need, because most of those will actually indicate if you actually need a special tool for the application. If you're not sure what that tool is, you can always obviously Google or reference that number and you'll end up bringing back a part number. Oh, okay, that's the tool that I need for this job. I guess that's the one I'm gonna be bringing. Um, on those weird jobs that you don't necessarily know exactly what you're going to need in that sense, and you definitely need to do a little bit of research. I tend to not try to rush to schedule them. I always try to push them out a couple of days. Sometimes you may have to order a tool. Obviously, being mobile and not having an actual shop makes it hard to just roll up to like a Maco, Snap-on, or tool truck provider. So I've personally gotten into the habit of using like GearWrench as a pretty big factor of mine. I really love GearWrench tools. They're a professional level tool. I've never really had any problems with them or their warranty. Um, that's really the biggest factor, obviously, day-to-day -day tools, you know. A lot of what I carry around as far as equipment is just going to be typical hand tools, wrenches, Torx bits, stuff like that. And a lot of it ends up being more or less diagnostics equipment. So I always want to make sure that we have like our fuel pressure tester, coolant pressure tester, um, and always make sure that obviously we have our diagnostics tablets. Usually carry around a couple because most or most of these tablets won't do every vehicle or every set of functionality that you want it to do. Um, really, honestly, a lot of it obviously comes with experience, but you can, like I said, read through those instructions and stuff, and those will definitely help significantly if you're not sure about how long something might take or what you might need. What role does technology, uh, including shop management software like AutoLeap, play in helping you save significant time and also streamlining a lot of the backend operations and you know invoice management, everything that goes into customer interactions? What role does shop management software like AutoLeap play for you? Honestly, AutoLeap has actually been a great thing implemented into this business. Um, so. Originally, we were using VIP auto management software. Um, now they've actually become a subscription-based program. Or, uh, program. Originally, when I got it, I literally got it off of Amazon. It was like a few hundred bucks. Again, like I said, definitely didn't come from money. wasn't starting with a lot of money, so kind of had to deal with what I could when I was getting everything going. Originally, it was definitely like had to carry around a mobile printer, which is always great to carry. They're, they're great. They do what you need them to do every once in a while. Maybe an elder or somebody doesn't have a cell phone or an email, as some people obviously do not appreciate technology. 
So we might have to print one out for them to sign, but very rarely. Um, the automated system now where obviously we can send out, get signatures, get payments online and all that makes things extremely easy as far as being mobile. Because we're able to type up those estimates, get them out to you the morning of or at the time of the original estimate. Most of the time until everything's finalized, we'll just text a estimate as far as this is how much is going to be with the customer so they can confirm it. We get everything all set up. Morning of, we'll type up those estimates once we have all the parts in hand, make sure everything's right. And then we'll send it on over to the customer where they can get their signatures done. The best part that since it's been online has made things a lot easier is now that customers really don't have to be there. So now even more so being mobile with the convenience of showing up, coming to somebody's house or place of work, they don't even have to come outside. They just have to let us know, hey, the key's at the reception desk or, hey, I left the key over here. Maybe we swing by at the end of the day and grab the key for the next day's vehicle if necessary. And they're able to do all their signatures online. You're able to do all your notes and explain to them exactly what's going on through all that, send them inspection sheets or whatever. And then you get your invoice. And if they want to pay in person, if they're home by the time that you're back or what, or you're done, excuse me, and they want to go ahead and pay in person, that's always fine with a standalone terminal. But as far as online payments, makes it a lot easier too, because sometimes people are on vacation. They're not going to be home from work until later in the day. Makes it a lot easier than like originally we would have to almost do like a payment plan. You know what I mean? Like we got it all in the system. Everything's all done. We'll swing by tomorrow to come pick up the payment, you know, and uh, it made things challenging. There's definitely a few customers that had sat here and definitely tried to disappear. Um, There's also some customers as well that just didn't want to go through with the process because obviously it made things a little bit more challenging. And then on top of everything, it obviously added more travel time and more actual physical time being on site because we had to sit here and print out the estimate, get the signature. When we're all done, reprint out the invoice, have them sign it, put it all together, take the payment, staple everything together. And filing was definitely tricky. And especially more so once it came down to like employment for employees, now having a base where an employee doesn't even have to actually come into anywhere. They don't have to submit anything. All they have to do is log in on their phone, clock in for the day, see what jobs they're assigned, head out to where they need to go. Oh, your parts are already ordered and they're located at this parts store. Swing by, grab their parts, go do the job, on to the next one. They don't even have to worry about gathering signatures or anything as such. So I would say technology has played a huge factor in how efficient we can be with time management and efficiency and transparency to our customers for sure. Yeah, I love to hear that. And specifically the role that AutoLeap's played with streamlining, you know, the estimate and the invoice process and the payment process as well. I think it really is important too, and a huge unique value proposition for mobile mechanic businesses in general. Uh, the fact that you already are having that added convenience of coming to their location and then using shop management software like AutoLeap, you're, you're adding that extra layer of convenience. Transitioning to marketing for your shop. Marketing is crucial for any shop, especially mobile mechanic businesses. What is your approach to promoting your business and marketing to potential customers in your area? Man, marketing is a tricky subject. Um, so, because obviously, if you don't have liquidity in order to be able to just put forward to be able to throw at uh, marketing, it can honestly drain you pretty bad. Um, originally, 
I'm not obviously in any way saying that these forms of marketing are not beneficial to a business whatsoever, because obviously speaking from a not having a lot of money to throw at marketing at first and how we were trying to take things. Originally, believe it or not, Craigslist was our biggest source of marketing. The amount of people that go on Craigslist still to this day has been pretty miraculous. Um, most people sit here and they'll call, and of course they call it weird hours because they're online, but they'll call and they want to schedule something. They're trying to find out the basis for the business, how everything operates. Um, Craigslist was pretty simple because we were able to make it where, you know, show transparency, not being able to be to make it like throwing your billboard in somebody's face. You know what I mean? Um, and they were able to basically read off of that and go what they wanted. The biggest factor was originally when we started, Craigslist was a free platform for marketing. So it was an easy place to go in. You could stick a couple ads and you wouldn't have to worry about anything. It literally didn't cost anything. So it was a free benefit for the business by far. Um, getting into like Google ads, Yelp ads. Um, I haven't really done too much of the to-click ads at this point anymore. And again, like I said, not to say that they're not profitable. They're not beneficial to a business. But being mobile, I tend to notice that it always depends on like where your local, your main phone is at. So if your phone and you're on a business phone is like cellular, it's going to base that off of your location. Um, Google tends to not like changes of locations. <laughs> so it actually started to lack benefit for the mobile side of things. It's actually started to like place our marketing a little bit down lower. Um, so we ended up basically creating the generating the full web page, doing a lot of our marketing on the web page itself. Um, through Yelp, we definitely do like, um, what is it called? Essentials. Um, so if you're a veteran owned business or maybe a female owned business of such, and you want to sit here and you want to exploit those factors, those can definitely help on placement for Yelp. As far as anything else, obviously we do SEO. Um, we have our SEO done actually by AutoLeap. They do a really good job. Uh, SEO is pretty much the biggest factor that I have found in marketing because obviously your placement online does matter. So that's been a pretty big trick. Um, it really honestly depends. We've tried, <laughs> we've even tried doing like the ad when you go to a golf course and you get your placard with your, here's your hole number and everything like that. You flip it over and oh, there's an ad. We have tried putting ourselves there. The biggest thing I recommended on marketing, especially being mobile, because like I said, if you have a mobile phone, your locations are moving around all the time. Um, really tallying. So taking a piece of paper, I know it sounds silly, at the end of the month, you're going through as you get your jobs, ask your customers, how'd you hear about us? You know, did you find us on Yelp? Did you find us on Google? Did you find us on Craigslist? Tally those out in the end of the month, calculate where your most uh, profit, where your most jobs coming from. Uh, once you're able to find out where majority of that's going, then obviously you can put a lot more into that aspect of your marketing. It is a tricky, fun factor because, of course, there are businesses out there, too, that are going to sit there and just pretty much be trying to get your money. So that's what I meant by it's a really touchy subject with marketing, but really just being careful, tallying and keeping analytics on your information as far as where jobs are coming from are probably two of the biggest, most important things.
I wanted to wrap up our conversation today with some final pieces of advice you would give to a mobile mechanic who's just starting out with their business or uh, a mechanic at a traditional location who is interested in branching out and running their own mobile mechanic business. What advice would you give to them based on your experience so far running uh, your own mobile mechanic business? Um, well, you want to keep it mildly similar to like how an aspect of working in an actual shop works. So obviously when you become mobile, you kind of become your own service manager. Um, so really just paying attention to how you're talking to your customers, making obviously transparency and making them feel comfortable in the factor. Um, mobile, most people obviously when you're working in a shop, sit here and the shop will sit here while they're already completing the work and sitting here and they'll throw the book at you on everything with services that you need. Being mobile, I found that just being honest and letting them know what can actually wait and what's pertinent needs to happen now is a big factor. Um, really, the biggest thing is time management. Um, keeping track of how far you're driving for your jobs. Like I said, try to keep a distance at a minimum if you can. And honestly, taking your time. So when you're doing mobile, it's a lot harder. You're not having your vehicle in a lift. You might potentially land on your back. You're under a vehicle. Sometimes something that you would prefer to have in a lift is not going to be available. So sometimes just making sure that you have extra jack stands or a potential extra jack is usually pretty helpful. It's just really basically, honestly, comes an experience. You know what I mean? Um, at the end of the day, really the biggest factor of trying to make sure that you're doing everything efficiently is like I was saying in the very beginning of this too, is checking in on ProDemand, Mitchell, all data, whoever you're using, making sure that you're getting your hours right. You always want to typically add about an hour onto those jobs, especially being mobile, maybe not to the bill, like I'm saying, but overall an estimated time, just to make sure that you're going to allow yourself enough time to finish because traffic and everything like that definitely makes it challenging when you're trying to get to your next job. Um, definitely don't be the one that overworks either. So you always want to make sure that with your profit and losses, working on a normal schedule is going to be more beneficial to you than working as a regular employee at a business. You know what I mean? Whether it be a shop as a service manager or technician, however the case may be. And just pretty much the best thing I can advise yeah, is time management. That's great perspective. And thank you very much for your time today, Nate. And we will be back soon with the next episode of the Shop Management Show presented by AutoLeap.